in truth, by automating pricing, you can increase revenue. If you were just doing flat pricing, you're probably going to default increase revenue by 20%. However, if you fine tune everything, we've had, we have had people earn 100% more revenue by using our platform. Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Hospitable Hosts podcast. Uh, today, we have Andrew Kitchell with us. He is the CEO and founder of Wheelhouse. Andrew, great to have you here. Excited to be here, Miles. Sweet. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Andrew, I didn't actually ask pre-recording. Whereabouts are you joining us from today? Calling in from San Francisco. Nice. Okay. So Pacific Coast and East Coast for myself here in Toronto. Foggy. Yeah, it's a foggy July morning in San Francisco. <laughs> I mean, isn't it always foggy in San Francisco? That's all I always hear. Just from June until August. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> Not much of the year. <laughs> yeah, right. Just prime time. Cool. So uh, again, thank you so much for joining us, Andrew. Uh, let's get straight into it. Um, so first off, you know, you've worked in pricing tools, design solutions, and revenue management past, um, all things considered. Tell us a bit more about your journey, um, how you got into short-term rentals, how you got into dynamic pricing, uh, and why Wheelhouse? Sure. It's been a fun journey. Um, well, I've been doing, I, I moved to San Francisco about 15 years ago. Um, been doing startups roughly ever since. And uh, was actually also exposed very early on to a concept that helped me build my first business, which was called Air Bed and Breakfast. Uh, was actually probably one of the first hundred hosts on the platform. Very, very early adopter. That was uh, pretty eye-opening. Um, what it illustrated to me was a world that a lot of property managers know well, which is people stay in other people's homes. I had not experienced that growing up. So um been in and around the ecosystem for the better part of 14 years. Started, uh, got brought in to be the CEO of a company called Beyond Stays many years ago. Beyond Stays was an early property management company. And you might recognize part of the name because we ended up, we were manually updating prices by hand. And so our team as a weekend hack project built what is now known as Beyond Pricing. That was the first time I started a pricing company in the category. Um, I ended up taking the data science team and building a deeper kind of a, almost a deeper and maybe wilder version of that, which is Wheelhouse plus a company called Lyric. Wheelhouse plus Lyric wanted to explore the question of, could we take data and all the way end to end start to design buildings around our understandings about how people wanted to use the physical world. Very interesting endeavor. And uh, those, like the, the short way of saying it, Miles, is I built three fun companies, I think, in the short-term rental space over a long time. I've seen ups and downs for sure. Uh, love the category. Feel lucky to be building in it and am more excited about it than ever. Nice. Awesome. Um, amazing. I didn't actually realize that, you know, you're one of the OG guys on Airbnb as well. That's pretty cool. Hosted Brian Chesky back in the day. There we go. Ah, that's, a, that's a good claim to flame. Yeah, he was one of my first 30 guests, I think. So Sweet. Cool. Uh, so tell us a bit more about Wheelhouse you know, today. Uh, there's kind of a bunch of parts to it. Maybe break that down for our listeners exactly what Wheelhouse offers. Sure. So um, Wheelhouse is a revenue management platform. And revenue management platforms usually contain what, what Wheelhouse is probably best known for, which is a dynamic pricing engine. Really, the goal of Wheelhouse is to help people build enduring businesses in the category. To do that, we help with pricing, financial intelligence, market analysis, competitive sets, all the things you would need to understand how to run your business perfectly from a pricing, from a pricing and revenue perspective. So yeah, today we serve guests or sorry, hosts with, um, you know, one to north of 5,000 listings. Uh, we serve everyone in between. We allow people to either just click, you know, one 
click a button and automate pricing, or we allow people to come build very complex strategies around length of stay, fine tuning aspects of the model, custom rates, whatever they want to do, they can build on wheelhouse. So uh, suffice to say, we build pricing and financial intelligence um, and really are excited about the depth that we put into that domain. And then maybe tell us a bit more about, uh, so you, know, you build um, financial intelligence. What does that actually mean for a host? You know, what's the benefit um, end of the day? Sure. sure. Well, the way I think about it is almost every commodity responds to market pricing market pressures, right? So when you go to the gas station, you're paying the price that you pay at the pump depends on a whole bunch of factors, but it goes up and down based on supply and demand. Same for fruit, right? When fruit is in season, it's usually cheaper. When it's out of season, it's more expensive. And when you apply that principle to flights or hotel rooms, or in our case, houses, apartments, and all the inventory in the long term or in the STR space, you basically say that like, okay, well, could we leverage demand signals or market signals to price assets better in order to earn more. Eight and a half years ago, that was an open question, right? The notion that you could take a unique home and figure out how to price it with a machine, that kind of felt like a foreign concept eight and a half years ago. In truth, by automating pricing, you can increase revenue. If you were just doing flat pricing, you're probably going to default increase revenue by 20%. However, if you fine tune everything, we've had, we have had people earn 100% more revenue by using our platform. Now that's not everyone's experience, right? Certainly, um, no machine like us is perfect. It's incredibly hard. We need to predict the future around now about 21 million unique assets per night. That's not easy science. So um, yeah, the, the benefit for host is earning more revenue by literally clicking a button. Sounds, sounds easy for the host. Easy-ish, yeah. It's, it, it, is, it is better in collaboration when they come in and modify strategies around their operational goals. And we can talk more about that if we want. For sure. Let's let's maybe dive into that. Um, let's talk a bit more about you know what a host has to do. Uh, you know, is you know, wheelhouse something that they log into every day? You know, should they monitor it once a week? How active do they have to be themselves in you know playing a part in that dynamic pricing strategy? It's really up to um, their wants and their goals. I would say. So, for example, we do have people who truly set and forget it. Right, our pricing is going to. We're going to look at all your booking patterns. We're going to look at all your competitor and market booking patterns. We're going to automatically adjust your pricing and people have a lot of success with that. And then we have larger teams where multiple teammates are spending most of their day modifying things, right? Now, usually most most of the day might be a little bit of a stretch. They're probably spending hours though every day looking at fine tuning everything, exporting analyses, et cetera. So it's really a pretty... um, the deeper you get into it, the more you can use it. I would say a best practice for someone who's using a pricing or revenue management system is certainly on a weekly basis to come into a system like Wheelhouse and evaluate whether do the prices look right to you? Do they represent the business you want to run? Do you want to take more or less risk on particular times? Look at the bookings that have come in recently. Do those allow you to think differently about how you might want to price the future? For example, Wheelhouse right now... Um, we control your pricing strategy, but you, the owner or the host, control your risk profile. So for example, let's say, Miles, that you had just gotten a $2,000 booking for October. And you were hoping to make $2,000 for the month of October. Well, maybe you want to come in, and since October is still far away, you might want to take a little more risk for a little while. 
and then bring your prices back down to a more conservative level as, as a stated approaches. That's a totally reasonable, rational decision. But you, the owner operator, get to have your hands on the knobs and dials of your risk profile. And that's where someone will get more out of and feel better represented by a pricing engine that they're using. Nice. Excellent. I, I totally get that. Um, and then, so I guess, you know, talking about get it in there and kind of playing with the the strategy, that sounds like a little advanced for some, maybe, um, you know, if you're just starting out as a host, um, do you see people, you know, what's the typical stage of um, shops and rental journey that you see people, um, you know, coming on board with Wheelhouse? Is it their first property? Is it after two or three? Is it after a couple of years in the space? Yeah, the stats are kind of crazy. So 98% of our users have one or two listings. And about 60% of our listings come from the rest of the users, 2%, right? So we serve the top end of the market, like the, the largest of the largest, but we serve a massive long tail. And it can be confusing. Um, one of the things Wheelhouse has, so our overinvestments, we invest a lot in data science. We publish all of our research because we think no one should price off of a black box. We just think it's the ethical thing to do. We're waiting for others to do the same. We then invest in design to make it super easy to do, to, super easy to come in and use our system. And the third thing we do is we offer 24-7 live chat. Our average response time is 58 seconds. And that's not responding like, hey, Miles, I saw your question. It's, hi, Miles, I've got your question. Here's the Help Center article, or here's the thing you need to know to be able to solve that problem, right? So we just over-invest in customer support because our belief is you can't really wait for, you can't wait on pricing. You can't wait on revenue, right? We understand the, the commitment we make to folks when they when they sign up with us is like, our goal is to be your most important financial partner. I don't think that means we can wait till tomorrow to tell you why your pricing might not look right to you. We need to answer that right away. So sure, it can be a little difficult, Miles, but like I think the design makes it easier. And I think the customer support is there to answer any questions, which which makes Wheelhouse overall a pretty accessible platform as evidenced by the 98% of users who are small folks. Fantastic. And, and just kind of on that as well, do you see those smaller users use the product in the same way as those bigger users. And um, so the, the 98% versus the other two. Love these questions. No, um, a lot more. I mean, it depends. You, it's, it's hard to put everyone in a box, but I would say generally uh, the people with one or two listings are going to be doing fewer modifications. And there are reasons for that, right? Um, one is that if you have one or two listings, those are often your properties. And you might say something like, well, I don't actually want to rent for less than $200 a night because I just... You know, I don't feel comfortable with someone in my home or with someone um, staying in my vacation, my kind of second home who can't pay that rate. And I might not agree with that, but that is a rational thing for some folks to do. Other folks might say, well, I want to block, you know, I've got 90 of my summer days blocked because I want to use those for my family. Again, on a single property or one or two properties, that might be a thing you do. When you get into kind of 30 plus properties, you're usually starting to look at a property manager who's managing a property on other people's behalf. And they will use a system differently because now they need to communicate with an owner why they're taking a particular strategy. They need to uh, maybe look at booking patterns on the other 20 properties and apply them to the remaining 10 uh, that are available for, for particular days. So really the kind of user type and the way the platform is used does shift, does change as you expand. But again, you, we do have property managers who are just starting out who have five to eight properties, right? And they're starting to use our system. So 
Uh, tough to put people in boxes, but that's generally the shape of why the usage of the platform changes. Cool, yeah. And like you say, tough to put people in boxes. I think everyone has to kind of um, approach it uh, for their own use case, uh, admittedly, uh, and, and their portfolio. Yeah. And, and and look, we have to be designed for both, right? That's why like automation is important. Automation is generally more important for small operators. So they want to be able to set it, set triggers. So once they cross occupancy thresholds, wheelhouse changes, automations and triggers are super, super important for them. However, our revenue managers and property managers usually look at speed. How quickly can we get in, assess how our strategies are performing and decide how to modify and edit those strategies? So Automation versus speed, very different design principles or very different kind of use cases, but both have to be enabled by a platform. Mm. And so, you know, tell me a bit more about, because you started to touch on it there, what are some of the data points that um, you, you provide and you analyze on, but then also maybe the data points that different individuals are, are focused on and what they look at the most? Cool. Yeah. Um, so what what a pricing engine looks at or needs to look at is we first need to understand your unique asset, your unique home, right? And that means understanding at your location, what is your porch, pool, patio, Wi-Fi, parking, pet policy? What are those worth on a normal day? Then we need to understand, we need to look at local demand near you. So simply put, how are seasons, day of week, large events, driving fluctuations in demand? And you can imagine your pool is worth more in the summer and your hot tub is worth more in the winter. Right. So all of your attributes have varying rates of value on days. That's what makes it very, very difficult. So that base price or kind of what your home is worth on a normal day, modified by local demand factors, which are tied to both price signal in your market. So how are other people priced and booking signal, what bookings are actually occurring on various attributes. Those are the largest modifiers of your pricing that wheelhouse does. Now we modify around other things such as last minute discounting or far future pricing or what we call kind of hazard modeling. So if you have uh, two nights squished between two bookings, those are usually harder to sell. So there's kind of a, another series of modifications that a system like ours will put on it. And then we'll modify your recommendations every single day based on, did you get a booking? Did your competitor set get a booking? Did your market get a booking? All of that is information of how we modify daily those pricing signals, right? So that's, that's the machine um, in short. It's all published. If you want to go read a 30 minute white paper on it, it's, it's actually kind of fun. What people usually do from there when they build their own strategy is they'll look at a couple things. First, they'll look at their own revenue, right? Totally rational to change your strategy as you get revenue on the books or as you don't have revenue on the books. So you might come in and say, Hey, I, I want to take more or less risk. I'm getting nervous about October. I'm excited about November, whatever it may be. And you might want to change strategies. And you'd make, look at your own performance for that. You might also look at your competitive set and you might say, hey, well, they did better than me. I want to go price against my competitors as opposed to just against the market. And that may or may not be a good decision. So you need to be able to look at your competitor set and Wheel, Wheelhouse has a comp set tool. Or you might want to look at just general market insights and see what days near you are spiking. So those are all, and we have market reports as well. So kind of the major data sets that people look at to modify are their own performance their portfolio's performance, their competitor's performance, or sorry, I should say a listing's performance, a portfolio's performance, competitor's performance, market performance. And all those, again, um, inform kind of like whatever strategy you want to build. Um, again, you could set and forget it and just trust your machine, 
or you can modify around operational capabilities, risk profile, other things. Not enough. No, of course. Um, plenty. Um, so I, I'd love to kind of dig in a little bit more on um, two, two of the things you said there, and I don't think we've really touched on much yet. Um, so analysis of competition uh, and then kind of market analysis as well and, and what you can kind of provide there. Yeah. So analysis of competition in the short-term rental space, competitive sets, sometimes called benchmarking tools, are very are hard. They're hard to build. In the hotel space, you kind of know the five hotels you're competing against, and you kind of know if a new hotel is coming in about two years before, right? In our space, someone can take a home and design it and bring it onto the market the next day. In our space, you might have homes that are blocked six months a year and then become available. In our space, you might be competitive against that place with a pool in the summer and the places with a hot tub in the winter. So your competitive set is highly variable. Additionally, you might not just compete. If you're a two bedroom, you might be competing against a four bedroom or a studio because people might say, you know what? I'm actually, I've got me and my three friends are coming. We're willing to share bedrooms at a particular price for a particular amenity set we can get, or no, we really need our own room. Totally rational decisions for guests to make. So competitive sets and competitive intelligence is very, very hard in the short-term rental space. Um, Again, we publish all the research behind what, wheelhouse kind of uh, puts forth as um, your recommended set. However, then what owners and operators do is they come in and build their own competitive sets. And these competitive sets allow you to see how is every single person priced? How are they adjusting prices near you? And how are they performing? Right? So you can come to wheelhouse's comp set tool and you might make a rational decision and say, I only compete against people on the beach. Or say you're a 30 day, a mid length pricing, because we have people who do mid length on wheelhouse. I only compete against people who do 30 day plus days, or I only compete against luxury, or I only compete against the other property manager in town. Those are all comp sets that you might say are good for your business. And Wheelhouse's kind of automated comp set is picking up everyone who you're actually booking against. So they're kind of nice compliments to each other. Way too much on that. That's available for anyone on Wheelhouse who pays for our pro plan for free, right? That's our competitive set tool. Um. Market reports, same thing. It's free to anyone who has a uh, Wheelhouse Pro plan, but we allow you to see into the future kind of how every single uh, asset in your market is booking. What's the aggregated view? I usually say market reports are a very good top-down view, and the competitive sets allow you to pick individual properties and build from the bottom up to have the right data sets you need to fine-tune your strategy. Nice. And then, you know, really putting you on the spot here because um, I think this is tough for anyone to answer, but... What have you and Wheelhouse seen in the market in the past few years? Um, what do you think we're going to see in the kind of coming years? If we look at kind of the US as a whole, um, what are the kind of the demand and supply side changes we're seeing there? Yeah, that's, that's always a fun question. I, I usually say I don't speak too much to macro because it's so it's such a blunt instrument to talk about the most dynamic hospitality market ever. Certainly what I, what I said during COVID was like, well, vacation markets are in, drive-to markets are in, and urban is tough. That's true pretty generally. Um, right now we see uh, there's kind of like the Airbnb bust news hit two months ago. Uh, we weren't seeing that in the data at all. Uh, I think a lot of people came out and around they rejected it. Sure, there was a softening in the market of generally about 10%. I agree with AirDNA's analysis of that. Um, but look, I think... Um, I think what COVID did was actually expose a whole new generation of travelers to this inventory type. You know, it's pretty amazing to go stay in a cool place with a pool. 
have your own hot tub. That's not the worst thing. Um, people realize during that time that these properties are increasingly professionally managed and that you can expect to check in at 11 p.m. and you can expect to have clean, beautiful spaces. And that isn't necessarily what people used to think of these vac vacation destinations. So um, I'm still extremely optimistic. Sure, supply's up, but demand's up too. Um, I'm still extremely optimistic that this is the right category to build in for the future of hospitality. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm generally bullish. I don't think anyone needs to wildly adjust their strategy other than maybe wait a little bit for extremely supply heavy markets to bring new supply online. Um, but yeah, that's a pretty bland answer, Miles. I, I, it has to be, it's literally down to like, okay, well, not only is how this market is doing, how is this neighborhood doing? How is, how is this inventory type in a neighborhood doing? That's where this stuff gets interesting in my mind. Definitely. Yeah. So even if we see headlines about the market being down 10% or so, uh, we probably shouldn't stress out too much and we should probably focus a little bit more on our business specifically in our neighborhood, I guess. I would say you should probably have some data tools and make your own assessment and adjust your business. I think the cool thing we saw during COVID, which just speaks to the resilience of our category is, you know, hotels, usually you need to go through a couple layers of approval to get anything done. In the short-term rental space, we had people pivoting their messaging, the way they were cleaning their homes, the length of stays they were accommodating, pet policies shifted during COVID all of a sudden for people traveling for two weeks, it became really important to travel with your pet. Otherwise, that trip is incredibly expensive. So we saw independent operators move incredibly fast to serve the needs of the market. As long as you're looking at market data and listening to your guests, you're probably going to have a good business. Cool. And then on the topic of future gazing, what's next for Wheelhouse? Um, what are some of the things that we should see from Wheelhouse uh, this year and, and maybe next? Sure. So I think we have good data tools, but not great data tools. So Wheelhouse is working on a, uh, a data tool that I'm pretty excited about to help people um, understand their competitive set and their market better. That's part one underway right now. Um, part two, we think that budgeting is an incredibly important aspect of your business. We don't think enough people have good budgets to be able to run their business effectively. So Wheelhouse just launched a budgeting tool, and we're going to enable some very interesting capabilities around that. That's truly where we're going from a pricing platform to a financial intelligence platform. But um, you should be able to know how you're pacing the budget every single day and be able to speak to your team or to owners about that, um, about that pacing. So we think that's incredibly important. Next week, we're launching A-B tests, uh, the ability for you to come in and basically test out any strategy that you want. So say you want to understand the difference between a five-night minimum stay versus seven-night minimum stay and how that impacts revenue in your market. Our goal is to make that easier to do than changing a light bulb. So uh, Wheelhouse has live now, but we'll announce publicly in, in a week or two uh, that A-B testing framework that takes about a minute to set up any any A-B tests around anything you want. Um, so yeah, it's continuing to put tools in people's hands. Um, we'll publish our latest research. Again, Wheelhouse is a fully public uh, pricing engine. We publish all of our research. You can audit us. You can export all the information from us. So uh, we're going to continue to push on that frontier. And, and generally, Miles, I feel lucky to have a team that moves fast and is committed to transparency because it makes my job fun. Nice. Um, and yeah, everyone, definitely go and check out some of that data. Really interesting, as Andrew says, um, not something that a lot of other people do. Maybe they are the only ones, actually. Um, hold me to that, Andrew, um, that actually publicly... It's true. It's going on two years. We announced it on Durham two years ago. We were going public and we're still, I'm going to, I'm waiting again because I just think it's so fun to share what you're doing. Let people know 
what how they're being priced. I think that's the the right thing to do. So yeah, I do uh, eager to see that happen. Nice, yeah, um, that definitely resonates with our audience. Um, folks will know that Hospitable is a very transparent company with our public town halls and everything. So uh, yeah, I'm sure that our, our audience will love that. Uh, so final question before we uh, wrap up here, Andrew, uh, we'd just love to know from your experience in the short-term re- rental industry, and it's kind of a difficult question for you to answer, I think, because you've been in the short-term rental industry for so long, but what's something that uh, you wish someone had told you before you got into the space? You know, What's one kind of the big learning pieces that you wish you'd known before? Maybe it's a bit of a stumbling block at one point. Yeah. Oh, awesome question. Um, well, I've been a host. I built pretty big operating codes and I built technology and they all have different little lessons in them. I think I'm um, the biggest truism about the category that is um just built your your network is the most valuable thing you have. And I love our space because so many people are we mentioned competitive sets, but the reality is even people in your market you're kind of quasi friendly with. Um I think uh, just reaching out and learning from others is the best thing our space has. Um, I think you can do that in the cheap way, which is on LinkedIn and Twitter. There are incredible people who will make time for conversations and share interesting insights. And then I do think making your way to one or two industry conferences in America, those are usually VRMA or DARM data and revenue management conference. Um, and in Europe, there's some amazing there's uh, World Summit, there's short-term stays. Those are amazing conferences where people are just sharing tons of information. You're going to make two new friends, you're going to have a great time, and you're going to learn a ton. So I would just say breaking into those conferences and or breaking into kind of great relationships with folks are the most valuable thing you can do. Kind of industry agnostic, but true in our space in particular. Nice. Yeah, I love that sentiment. It's a it's a warm industry, and definitely everyone's you know willing to share their own kind of tips and and how they've got by uh, in their own situation. We are, in a word, hospitable. That's a beautiful way to end the podcast. Thank you very much, Andrew. <laughs> and yeah, Miles, great talking. Great questions. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. Um, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, whereabouts can we go and learn more uh, about Wheelhouse, Andrew? usewheelhouse.com is the best place to go sweet thank you very much and thank you everyone again and we'll hear from us again soon